0: From GRNE Solar, this This. This is What's Up. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a special quarantine edition of What's Up. This is also very special because video edition. We have actual video for you to watch. Or if you're listening to the audio, it doesn't really mean anything to you. Uh, but we, we've we got everybody in our boxes, real celebrity squares going on here. And uh, we have a pretty solid episode for you today. We brought in a couple special guests, two other members of the sales staff with myself. We've got Connor and Andrew. Guys, how you doing? Hello.
1: Good morning, everybody.
0: Glad to have you guys in here. And so you got the usual crew, obviously, myself and Marie. And today what we decided to do because, you know, we're stuck in our houses going on what is this month three guys mm-hmm. something like that i don't, I don't know. know month 12 uh, Who feels knows? feels like that yeah seriously uh what we decided to do in, in our still theme of sustainability was to look around our own houses and find things that are either uh made of recyclable materials or are sustainably made or something just interesting that you know it uh, keeps us from going insane hopefully mm-hmm. um so that's that's really the point behind this And everybody, feel free to chime in, however, you know, when you think. No, I thought
2: of this episode because ever since I was little, I have loved reading the back of shampoo bottles. (laughs) So I was reading the back of my shampoo bottle, as usual, and uh, it was stating that this was made with um, 25% recycled material. So I thought, what other things around our homes were sustainable or made from recyclables and how could either Ryan and I or the entire team get together and talk about um, sustainability things around the house that we may or may not know about. Um, or just some interesting tidbits of stuff from around the house. So like Ryan said, I think today is going to be a really great episode. It's something a little bit different that we normally do um, because we are doing audio version and video version. Um, but we can jump right into our, our pseudo show and tell, if you will. Yeah,
0: we might as well. But before we do that, we'd be remiss to mention that this episode and this show and tell is brought to you by GRNE Solar. Mm-hmm. Is the premier installation company for solar in both residential, commercial and utility scale solar in the Midwest. Uniquely spaced out, we have the ability or they have the ability to not only design your systems, but also install them themselves and not use subcontractors to do so. So for your free quote or find out more, make sure you visit grnesolar.com or go on any kind of social media pages and search GR-N-E Solar. So that's great. I know, made that one up on the spot. Love it. Um, let's start, I feel like, let's start with the new kid. Andrew, what do
1: we got? Hey guys, so um, what we've got here today is a reusable glass water bottle. Ooh. I'm going to get this from a glass artist uh, on Instagram that I, I'm a big fan of, I follow his page, and I thought what better way can I kind of go green uh, than to, you know, a little glass water bottle. Um, I like, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I like the metal ones. That's very common. You probably get that at your grocery store or your target, whatever, have Walmart. But yeah, I mean, glass is definitely something that's way easier to break, um, but it's a little cooler. So Um, the reason that I, the reason I think that, you know, this is really something that needs to kind of get a bigger foothold. Um, Plastic pollution, it needs to be taken extremely seriously because it's absolutely littering our oceans and killing marine life. Um, so while companies do need to do their part in replacing the the plastics they're using uh, to produce products that are, you know, using less plastics, uh, we can also do our, our best to avoid the plastics altogether um, mm-hmm. because you'll be casting your silent vote to decrease the consumption and then hence the manufacturing. Um, so I, I found some good info kind of about this because I'm not the plastic expert, um, but you know, I do, I do have a, a huge affinity for, you know, researching stuff that actually I can I can change myself. So yeah. yeah. So I did find that globally humans buy a million plastic water bottles per minute.
2: A minute?
0: Minute? Wow. Oh. My god.
2: Wow. Yeah. That's crazy that
0: such an unfathomable number. But I guess there's 7 billion of us, so
2: Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many of those plastic water bottles are actually drank all the way through. Because how many do you see that like there's this much left yeah. always?
3: The back, back
2: yeah. yeah.
0: Absolutely. I'm horrible. I never finish water bottles. Really? No, I'm horrible about it.
2: But you're really good about using your reusable. Yeah,
0: exactly. I try to do that. But then when I have the plastic one, it just gets down the very little bit. I'm like, I
1: would like fresh water, please. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. So a million a minute.
1: Wow. That's what I found. Crazy, crazy. Um, Let do right. some quick calculation while you talk. Sure, sure. Um, just to give some extent on, you know, what these plastics are manifesting in our ocean's environment, um, let's take a look at something that you may or may not have heard about, the GPGP, also known as the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. You guys heard of that?
2: Yeah, we've talked but, about that um, okay. last yep. season. But go ahead and, and enlighten us because I don't think we called it the GP, GP.
1: Yeah, probably not. I, <laughs> I mean, no, but uh, something I saw that the, the garbage patch is twice the size of Texas or three times the size of France. Oh, my God. Yeah, and it's only getting bigger um, because the strong – is shocking or France is so small to Texas's Damn. Texas. Um, yeah, but these, these stronger, more buoyant plastics, like the water bottles, that kind of thing. Um, you know, they're going to make their way from the rivers to the ocean. And once they get in those ocean currents, they accumulate in the patch and there's so many fishing nets and all these things that hold everything together, you know, uh, it's just going to stay there for, you know, until it degrades down to little microplastics, all the animals are going to eat it. Um, but so there's 180 times more plastic than marine life floating at the surface, which is ridiculous. Wow. It's wild. I'm yeah. sure we've all
0: seen those sad pictures and stuff of like tortoises, like strangled by or like turtles, you know, strangled by plastic rings.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's awful. Um, yeah. And just, uh, just a little more that I kind of, you know, went ahead and, and found stuff that I thought was really interesting. Um, so yeah, um they they found some turtles who uh made their way to um you know, like a sanctuary or what have you that were located by the garbage patch, and they found that over seventy four percent of their insides of their diet was actually made up of pl- microplastics. That's sad.
2: Yeah.
1: They, yeah. they they not know any better. So, It's something that you know. We do know better. We kind of have this obligation to make sure that this isn't happening forever at a higher scale. Because if that ends up in the fish, because people always
0: think like, oh, it's in the fish, like whatever. I'm not a fish, but if it ends up in the fish, then it ends up eventually in our food. Like a turtle, I don't know much about turtles, but I assume they eat smaller fish. Like those smaller fish eat plastic, and then the turtles are eating plastic, and then eventually butterfly effect it works its whole way up to like there's plastic basically in the fish that you eat
2: right
1: yeah
0: what was that one about the credit card murray like we eat a credit card worth of plastic a year something like that
2: yeah that's how much it is that's exactly
1: yeah Yeah. Yeah. we'll save the environment by a cool bottle there you go
2: yeah i mean it's that simple yeah, I, did, was, I did I
3: did do a little, little the, the water bottle. What was that? So what was the little what's the little like circle pattern on the front of the water bottle? I oh yeah. <laughs> oh okay. Cool design. Cool. cool.
1: Yeah.
2: That's awesome. And you said you got that off Instagram?
1: I did.
0: Yeah. You didn't get got by an Instagram ad?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no.
0: Surprising. Like, like one in every four is you just, you pay and then it never shows up. <laughs> or if you're me, you just get ads for like mobile games that end up having like a million ads in them.
2: Yeah. All of that is like in-app, purchase in-app or something. In-app, per- in-app purchase is what all games are now.
0: Yeah. Annoying it's, uh, it's freemium. It's freemium. Actually, it, it's freemium. It's there you go.
2: Honor, you sound like a robot on my end. Right, 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 right. Um, better. You, yeah, that's better.
0: Nice. I did do a little calculation here that uh, so if we're doing a million bottles a minute, 60 minutes in an hour, 24 hours in a day, multiply that by one million, that would be 1.4 billion bottles per day.
1: Absolutely per day. That's
0: wild. That's
2: crazy.
1: Cut it out. Cut it out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that. exactly.
1: Perfect.
0: Perfect. Uh, Marie, you wanna go next or you want Connor to go?
2: I can go, cause mine is uh, about plastic as well and um, some recycling tidbits. So I am talking about the uh, shampoo. I have my conditioner bottle here too. Um, And uh, these are both distributed, distributed every episode. I got to mess up at least one word Uh, through (laughs) Unilever out of Australia and then also out of Toronto. And I looked into Unilever um, a little bit and they are really taking a stand against um, and doing a lot with sustainability and trying to make an impact. So, Um, their bottles are made with 25 to 50% post-consumer recycled plastic. Um, And something that I thought was super interesting is this black is, it says it's recyclable, but when you, when it gets to the plant, the sorting systems can't identify it. So a lot of the times when you are, Recycling things with the uh, little recycle logo and um, it gets to the actual plant, it can't identify it, and then most of the time it ends up over in a landfill. So, a lot of the times you see black plastic and black packaging with like food and carry out dinners. Um, please note that tip that's not you're doing good because at home you're recycling but it's not being read by the distribution centers so the research and development crew at Unilever is trying to find ways to make their black pigment identifiable by those sorting systems Um, and I thought that was that was really cool and a lot of places especially in Europe are starting to ban the use of the black um, plastic because they just can't identify it. So Unilever is trying to make it um, so that you can uh, recycle those things. And uh, they are saying that there is the potential it, with that research and development of the black plastic, it has the potential to save over 5 million bottles from going to a landfill. So that's a pretty big impact and. This is a pretty big bottle, so (laughs) um, that's a lot of space that it's saving, too. Uh, Unilever is also looking to get into a closed-loop system. So that means um, a closed-loop system means that it goes to be shredded at the recycling center. It goes to the production plant. It is used for whatever purpose it is, and then it goes back to um, the recycling center. So there's no, uh, no very, you just don't get out of that loop. It just goes round and round. Um, so that's a, a piece of what they're trying to do. Um, and then a couple of things that Unilever has done um, in the sustainability is that they have, what is this? Um, I think that was it. Oh, I already said that. So um, they're just really striving to make an impact and make sure that all the stuff that they have, whether it be a black bottle or a white bottle, is recyclable and can circulate in that closed loop system.
0: That's huge. How many bottles would you think you go through in a year?
2: Well, everybody knows you go through conditioner way faster, so it's probably like a two to one ratio, and um, I don't know, probably about four to five bottles. Maybe I have really long hair, so I use a lot more. Um, And then salons—well, you guys probably don't know—but when you go to get your hair done at a salon, like they use like handfuls of shampoo and conditioner because they typically get their bottles for free, I would assume. So they're not thinking about like, oh, I have to go out and buy something new. They're like just pumping and pumping. Um so sometimes I like to do that at home. <laughs> Pretend like I'm at the salon. There you go. But treat go
1: yourself.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Today I'll use an extra pump. <laughs> um
1: quarantine truth
2: yeah so i'd probably go through conditioner um i don't know every couple of months and then shampoo is every three to four months probably
0: I go way faster than that really yeah
2: maybe use a lot
0: i mean I, potentially i suppose it's just i don't know you put like a glob in your in your you know handful and you just
2: yeah but i also have to switch so i don't have i have this shampoo i have like three to four other pairs of shampoo and conditioners because I have to rotate. Okay. Otherwise that my hair, like it gets buildup, up. So I rotate is. pretty frequently through them. Plus you
0: got to go with the combo shampoo plus conditioner.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Only way to live.
2: Right. That's just a one stop shop. I mean, that's a good way to, to save some water with it.
0: Definitely. Yeah, and save bottles because I don't have to have two bottles.
2: Yeah, yeah, but when you have bleach in your hair, it makes it very tangly, um, and so to make it soft again, you got to use it separately, and you got to use extra conditioner. There you go. Yeah. It's so beauty tidbits yeah. today on what's up To.
3: Make sure to note that if I ever uh, have to bleach my hair.
2: Yeah. Those,
3: yeah. You two are
2: yeah. uh, Connor and Ryan are natural blondes, so.
0: Mm -hmm. my hair is also getting incredibly long here too. quarantine truth it's yeah yeah it's It's starting to like cover my ears on the side and that just makes me uncomfortable
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah
0: every day I think about cutting it I'm out just I don't don't trust myself nor do I trust anybody enough to cut my hair so
2: yeah yeah
3: just take a just take a rate uh you know just shave your head who cares nobody's gonna see it probably pull off bald yeah there you.
0: you go i think so uh marie also one question i had for you because this just came up before we started recording uh you pointed out the little thing above your shoulder on the wall there that uh you do a lot of crafts and oftentimes are reusing materials like you're wrapping that particular item styrofoam in cloth type of stuff that's a pretty sustainable method too
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah I like to do that a lot. I'll save a lot of packing materials. Um, There's a lot of like that thinner foam or this was from like a very thick piece of foam. I'll save those because one I have a two-year-old so we also have another piece of foam that's downstairs that we gave him golf tees and then he hammers with his toy hammer he'll hammer the golf tees into the foam. Um, So that's a good fun activity for a two-year-old uh, and then also just to have stuff around the house, wood, um, rocks. There's even, I mean, those are sustainable as it is. But rocks, will paint rocks at, for lawn, um, lawn ornaments, and uh, a lot of cardboard and things because you lay it down so that you can paint on top of it and stuff. So I do a lot of crafts with definite sustainability. And this is a necklace holder. So hot glued because i don't sew or anything hot glued a uh, thick piece of styrofoam on a canvas and then wrapped it and hot glued it uh, wrapped it with fabric and hot glued it and then put pins in it and now it holds necklaces so there
0: you go perfect that's awesome do you want to take a second to plug your etsy store too
2: (laughs) no that's not open anymore
0: oh yeah (laughs) Never mind. Uh, well, that's pretty awesome. You know, definitely, it's making that. What was the uh, when we did the recycling episode? They said something about like, you know, it's reduce, reuse, recycle, refuse. You know, the four yeah. R's
2: essentially.
0: Mm-hmm. So, you know, making sure that uh, reusing that's that's a huge part of it.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
0: Great. So, Connor, why don't we uh, switch over to you then? You were going to talk something interesting, a little bit more plastic.
3: Yeah, so initially I was going to do one of my, like, little battery packs here, you know, ones you can buy online for your phone. Mm -hmm. Uh, But instead, because I'm, you know, a child at heart, I decided to do a little project I'm working on during quarantine. Uh, So this is a Lego windmill uh, set
1: here.
2: Wow. Um,
3: Yeah, so a lot of, uh, it turns out a lot of Lego programs are projects, specifically ones that are more like environmental, um, because Lego has been doing a lot of, um, you know, kind of uh, wind farm, solar kind of sustainability homes. Um, They've been making real world kind of upgrades and updates to their manufacturing process. Um, So one of the big things they're doing is, um, you know, obviously, as we're a solar company, we can, you know, definitely give the go ahead on this. Uh, but they have installed solar on um, their Denmark headquarters as well as uh, one of their factories in Denmark. Nice. Um, so that's going to be powering around 50% of their electrical load um, throughout the year, um, at least on their HQ. Um, <clears throat> so they've also been making kind of you know, general upgrades to a lot of their factories. So a factory um, as well in Denmark are the same one. Um, they've been upgrading kind of the cooling systems um, to reduce the actual, um, you know, electricity cost that, you know, comes with, you know, using air conditioning. Um, so instead of using like air conditioning or a refrigeration based system, um, they actually will use um, an ambient air system to pull in cool air from the outside.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Now, you know, I don't know if it, you know, gets to 100, you know, 90, degrees over in Denmark i'm sure it does so i'm not exactly sure how that would work throughout the summer um, but the idea behind it is definitely to reduce that uh, that electric load so
2: that's really cool
3: nice yeah absolutely so um, <clears throat> they've also been um they actually source a lot of their lego materials from sugarcane um so sugarcane grows extremely quickly um it's kind of like a bamboo how fast it grows um so you know them, as well as their suppliers, will get a lot of their Lego materials from sugarcane, um, and then it'll be used inside of their their you know individual sets. I love it. Yeah, so I mean, hey, you know, I wouldn't recommend um, you know putting a few Lego bricks in your coffee in the morning as you know supplement to sugar. Um, but, you know, I I haven't tried it yet, so I you know I can't can't say. Yeah, knock it till you try it. That's for sure. Right. <laughs> um, so, you know, in terms of all of their Lego sets, um, only about 2 to 5% is actually, you know, done using this kind of sugarcane method. Um, or in some cases, so like this example here, um, if, you know, if you see Lego sets that have this green leaf here, that means 100% of the actual set um, and the Lego pieces inside have come from this, you know, completely sustainable process. Um, so make sure you look for those little uh those little green leaves if you're ever buying Legos. I may actually have to buy the wind turbine Lego. That's kinda cool. Yeah,
2: that looks yeah, really wow. cool. How tall mm-hmm. is it? It looks like it's gonna be really tall.
3: Yeah, it's gonna be about like think like two, two and a half feet tall.
2: Wow. Um,
3: yeah, and it's got like a little battery inside, which battery is also recyclable. Um that you can insert and flip a little lever and then it'll actually, you know, rotate. Nice.
2: Very cool. Very cool. Um,
3: Got uh, yeah.
1: awesome yeah, product.
3: Yeah, exactly. So I'm hoping when we eventually return to the office, maybe I'll like bring it in and make it so my desk isn't like so sad. You know.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: that
3: was in the office the other day, and it's it's sad. Especially mm-hmm. the yeah. it's empty. I'm sure one of our other coworkers, uh, you know, shout out to him is putting uh, putting stacks of paper on our desks there. You know? Yep. <laughs> yeah no he is he's he's making use of his space that's for sure yeah um but yeah so that's uh that's pretty much all i've got um for uh you know Lego today and you know they've been making a lot of you know kind of corporate advancements as well um but yeah pretty interesting that's awesome i love it well i will uh i'll
0: round us out then what i have is a it's a flashlight that does have a solar panel in it so the uh the solar flashlight is as you would expect, uh, you'll just leave it in the sun near a window or something. It'll charge up, and then you can use the flashlight. You know, just, just regular.
2: About tell
1: spooky
0: stories. Exactly, tell spooky stories. <laughs> um, what it what I did find kind of funny about this, and I won't give any free ads, so I won't tell you who the brand name is. But it's got a mode on it that you can use like directly off of sunlight that's coming into it. I don't like. I may not be a flashlight expert but I don't really use flashlights when it's light out so that's a little odd. but you know it's a a great little product that you can just I'll leave in a window and then if I really need you know powers out or I need a flashlight or something like that you grab that guy and then boom you're back into it and you can you know see everything you want to
2: very nice especially
0: if you're using flashlights a lot like uh, I'm not a camper but if you camp or anything like that you know, it's a great thing to have that you can like leave out in the sunlight. You can use it then, you know, at night because it'll charge up very quickly. And then it saves you from having to not only pack batteries, but use batteries at all. It's, yeah, it's, As we mentioned, batteries are not fantastic. And I actually yeah. found a couple of statistics about it, um, that according to the EPA, the Americans throw away more than 3 billion batteries a year. Um, so that's about 180,000 tons, and if you were to line that up end to end, the batteries would circle the world six times. Wow! Yeah, so that's a ton of batteries, um, and that is—they're actually a, a harmful, hazardous waste. Yeah, I was have,
2: wondering that.
0: Exactly. Yeah, the uh, you know the alkaline cells, which is most of you know your common batteries that you just buy at the store. Um, you know, they do have toxins inside them like mercury, which, you know, when it's put into a landfill, the casing will degrade, but then those, uh, those acids and everything that are corrosive inside there, um, nickel, cadmium, cobalt, mercury, everything like that will just leach into the landfill and then potentially, depending on, you know, the area and how well it's sealed off, could leach into the ground and get into the groundwater at some point. So it can cause a a potentially very hazardous environment. Mm.
2: Wow. Is there Uh, anything they recommend doing with old batteries?
0: um, You know, there are special places that do have battery recycling. Um, Mm. I don't know what the process involved in that is. I imagine it's something that removes the toxic materials, but I know you can recycle batteries at like Best Buys and other like technology stores too.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're not supposed to throw them away. right right
2: but if you have a solar flashlight and solar other things then yeah anything
0: solar one of the you know connor talked about his uh his battery charger and one of the things i almost grabbed to show for this was just a battery charger that has a solar panel on it so you leave it in the sunlight you know in the window and then when you need to charge you can do that you know it works really well for like road trips too because you can just leave it on the dashboard of your car and charge up, and then plug into that. If you don't feel like, you know, plugging into your car or anything like that, it saves a little energy.
2: Yeah, and there's also the really cool um, re- rechargeable batteries that they mm-hmm. have.
0: Yeah, that's a great option too. You know, always anything you can do to reduce, because not only is it helpful for the environment, but it's also less batteries that you have to buy. So, right. You know, that's annoying. Walking into a store and finding the little Duracell thing and buying, you know, 48 pack of batteries. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. it's uh, super expensive normally. Right,
2: right. exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. It was everything. I mean, anything rechargeable, I'm sitting right next to a stand for my Xbox controllers that just charges them. I haven't had to put batteries in it since I bought the thing years ago. So yeah. you know, best way to do it.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you guys for bringing your show on towel. We hope everybody enjoyed this and got to see us from home. Um, if you want to learn more about GRNE Solar and the What's Up podcast, you can find us at grnesolar.com or visit us at the What's Up podcast on Instagram. Please subscribe, tell a friend, and now you know what's up. Thank you.
1: Thank you.